Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible Study at 7 p.m. Now, we believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the position is by obedience to the Word of God. Again, we want to thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you are looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now, if you had not heard, we are fasting and praying Wednesdays from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., seeking the Lord for wisdom and knowledge. And understanding. You know, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding goes where money cannot go. And it will certainly go where favor cannot go. You might have favor, but with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, it will extend the life of it. And so you want wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to help you through school, to help you through, uh, through situations, to help you in a relationship. It will help you in a diversity of things that you need help in. And so with that being said, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your kindness, for watching over and keeping us. Blessing the Lord God to see this day that was not promised to us. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for those that are tuning in and those that will be listening honor you for your presence. We honor you for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your grace. Lord God, remember those that are sick in a body that are seeking prayer, those that are calling upon you, Lord God, tearing for the Holy Ghost. Lord God, I pray for those that are fasting and along with us, Lord, <clears throat> that you would bless them with sacrifice that they're made, Lord God, and Jesus, each pastor that is tuned in and each, uh, Lord God, minister, Lord God, ask that you would bless them as they minister your word, as they witness for you, Lord God, that you would add to the church such as should be saved. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, if you have questions, if you have questions or you desire with COG, COG, Cornerstone of Grace, uh, then um, please visit us at connectthrough.org and uh, go to our contact page and send us information. Um, we are counting down to 2024. I'm excited about 2024, even though it has not arrived for us, but the Bible tells us that one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day unto the Lord. So he knows the beginning to the ending. You know, time doesn't separate anything for him. He knows what 2024 hold. And I'm excited about it because I'm looking 
with great expectations of what is to come. And one of those things that, that we have uh, coming up is Pentecost. And so we're preparing for that. And um, we're talking about it now. We would like to see uh, those that know about it to, to show up. If you're in the Los Angeles area, San Bernardino, Riverside, um, Los Angeles County, or even just any place, wherever you are, and you have time uh, to, to join us for those three nights, um, those three days of service, it would be greatly appreciated. And I know that you would be blessed. Now we've cast our net into the deep waters and we're seeking to be saved. That's what it's about. It is, it's about souls being saved. And at the end of the day, uh, I, my prayer is to be saved uh, because of the life in which that's the only way you, you're going to be saved is that you live a sanctified life. The Bible tells us that that uh, be holy because I'm holy and without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So all of those that think holiness, uh, is just a cliche or just some fairy tale or just some words of expression and it don't apply to this day, keep living and die without being holy and you will find out what the Bible says about it. But my prayer is that you would, that uh, as we share the gospel, that others will hear and come to know about this life. Now we're in the book of Genesis touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular, the, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We are touching the creation and principal person, the cosmological cause of all things cosmological cause of all things and the teleological the designing mind behind everything okay and so we're talking about that person that individual that is able to cause all things to happen and he's able to design everything that there is look at you look at yourself at how wonderfully made you are you scratch your head trying to figure out the complexity of just the human you know, for those that, that say, well, it was a big bang, some big bang that took place then, if that's the way you want to say it, uh, to cause organisms to form into what we call a human being. That was some bang that took place. Huh? Well, the only one I know that can cause a bang like that is God. And he can cause a bang. He's caused many of them. And he's still, he's blowing my mind even right now. We're in the book of Genesis, the 21st chapter. And, and, and in my soul, I can hear Genesis 15 and one, which says uh, where the Lord visit Abraham or Abram, tell him that, that I'm your exceeding and great reward. And we should all remember that. And then in the 17th chapter, in that first verse, he told him, look, man, and I'm paraphrasing it, but he told him, cut out your shenanigans. You know, poor men be perfect. Cut it out. You know what you're doing? Stop it. You know, and everything gets to a point where all of us have to come to that realization, no matter how old we are, that it's time to stop, you know, and to seek the Lord and to do what us to do. And it makes a difference because you never know who's watching you. It could be your sister, your mother, your uncle, your girlfriend, your wife, your friend, your best friend, your role, whatever vernacular you want to use to describe that individual. Uh, you know, certainly children pay attention. Children pay attention. Yeah. Children pay attention to, to what's going on and what they see. You may not think they're watching, 
but they're watching, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a witness here. They're watching. Not, not only are they watching, but they will tell on you instantly. And I can tell some stories about being told on. And, and when I thought it was all hid, come to find out that my, my, my young adult children, well, that's what they are now, but they were rug rats then and able to talk and tell it and they told it all. But listen, life has changed since then. And so here we are in the 21st chapter of Genesis, Genesis 21, beginning at the ninth verse. It says, and Sarah saw the, the son of Hagar, the Egyptian. And remember, Hagar was the Egyptian maid of, of Sarah, and she um, married Abram. She married him, and that was because of Sarah. So so she sees the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto him, mocking. And so at this time, Isaac is born. God has kept his word, as he said he would do. And Isaac is born, and he's circumcised. There's a celebration going on. But at the same time, uh, Ishmael is, is making fun of him. Now, if you are a younger child, if you have a big brother or a big sister, then you know what it's like to be picked on sometime. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the third. I know what it's like to be picked on. So we're actually caught in the middle because having an older brother and an older sister, I'm the third. And then I have a younger brother. So you have the oldest one that, that, that knows he's the oldest one. I have a sister. She's the only girl. And she's treated because she's the only girl, you know what I mean? And then myself, but then right underneath me is my baby brother, uh, my baby brother, whom I love. And so my baby brother, who's he's the baby, so he's going to get the attention. So therefore, I'm right in the middle and right in the middle of, of dealing with, hey, am I getting enough attention or am I being neglected? Am I being picked on? And of course, yes, I was picked on and all this other stuff. And there's a whole nother story about being in the middle that causes us to persevere differently than those that are on top and those that are underneath. Discussion for another day. But listen, Ishmael is making fun of Isaac. And the Bible says in the 10th verse, wherefore she said unto Abraham, cast out this bond woman and her son, get rid of them. Look, Hagar, you got to go. Now remember Hagar had left. And God told her to go back. And I really, when I went in, I thought about it. Now, the Bible said that Sarah had dealt harshly with Hagar. And so she had had a that really um, put Hagar in a, such a rough spot. Um, and we, we can't, can't even talk about the feelings of, of what she may have been dealing with now. But there's also some things about Hagar that, that we would have to discuss too, because she, when she found out she was pregnant, she, she kind of uh, strolled around knowing that she was pregnant. And, you know, and that was not a good thing for her to do. And so now Sarah is saying, hey, you know, I'll get rid of her. Her son is making fun of Isaac. Get rid of her. She's not going to be part of the heir of my son, uh, Isaac. And this was very grievous to Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, let it be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. 
And because of the bondwoman and all that Sarah had said unto thee, hearkened unto her voice um, for Isaac, thy seed uh, is going to be called. I'm going to I'm going to do something with him. And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar and put it on her shoulder and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spit out of the bottle and she cast her, her child in the shrubs. Now, I, I kind of laughed at that because... Um, because he must have really been feeling faint, feeling weak. Now, if you if you have a child, you know how they get. Uh, children get get hungry. You as an adult, you get hungry, and then when you're really hungry, you get hangry. Well, children get hangry too. They may not describe they they have a headache. They might, but they might say my head hurt, and they're hungry and all. So children also feel sick. So you can imagine that this this little boy, the bread and water is is deplenished, and she puts him away over at the at uh, the shrubbery, and she walks away to the distance because she don't want to see her child just die. She she's given up hope. She's starting to feel hopeless, and she sat over against him, and lifted up her voice and wept. She began to cry. She was distraught. She was distraught. You know, we get distraught sometime and, and many times we won't admit to it. But I, I'm here today to tell you that anytime you feel distraught, if you feel a certain it's nothing wrong with expressing that. It's nothing wrong with saying I didn't say let it have dominion. Over, but you should recognize that your state of being, your mental, your emotional, so that you know what to pray about and how to snap yourself out of it, how to get out of what you're feeling. And so the Bible said, God heard the voice of the lad. So the baby, so the crying uh, and the angel of, of God called Tagger out of the heavens and said unto her, what aileth thee? Not that he didn't know, but our confession. This is why it's important that we talk about what's going on with us. This is why it's important that we express ourselves and certainly allow your children to express themselves. Never know what they might say. Now, you might have a, a nine-year-old and one moment he's talking like he's 12 and you're like, wow, where did that come from? And then all of a sudden he revert back to being nine again. And so, but you never know what's going to come out of them. Listen, let everyone have a voice and say what they, what they want to say. So, um, and so that you can understand how to deal with them. And so the, the angel of the Lord asked, what aileth thee? And Hagar uh, is told, fear not, for God have heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, hold him, and I will make him a great nation. So God sends his word. He sends his word that he is going to make Ishmael a great nation. Now, in spite of, here it is, they're facing a hostile environment, not knowing what to do. She's unemployed. Uh-huh. You ever been unemployed before? She's unemployed. No money coming in. No, no place to live. Not a roof over. All of that is gone right now. She's been uh, 
as communicated with some bread and some water that they've run out of. But in spite of that, you won't stop God. You will not stop God from completing his promise, from doing what he wants to do, from doing what he said he would do. So in spite of, now remember the Bible said, Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which was born unto Abram, mocking him in spite of Sarah's attitude. Now, if you recall, Sarah created this situation. This situation didn't create on, on his own. It wasn't because Abram, Abram and Abraham was sneaking around with Hagar. You know, they were sneaking from tent to tent and, and carrying on and, you know, all of that uh, type of stuff. No, she made the suggestion. She came along and said, I have not had a baby yet. You know, uh, we've been going through the motion of things and nothing has happened. Why don't you uh, fulfill this promise with Hagar? And so he listened to her and and now Sarah created this. Sarah created the situation, a triangle, which is which has now. Now, before I never called it a love triangle, but now I'm calling it a love triangle. It, it's a it has become a love triangle and it's not a triangle uh, because of Sarah and Abraham and Hagar. But it's a triangle because of Sarah, Ishmael, and Abraham. That's why, because uh, we we create situations, and in our frustrations, we want to act out. Sarah created this situation, and now she's acting out. Now it's a triangle because Abraham loves his wife Sarah, but he also loves Ishmael. We'll, we'll touch that in, in just a moment again. Now, um, uh, Bible students, Bible students, you've been following along, you've been seeing notes and stuff. Uh, my question to you this evening is Abraham's son, Ishmael, how old is he? About how old is he right now? He's born. Ishmael has is, is been on the scene for a little while. How old is he? And, and please comment that in. Um, and so while you're while you're looking into that, uh, then I'm going to continue on. The 10th verse says, wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son for the son bondwoman shall not be heir with my son. I am not sharing anything with him. It's all going to Isaac. You, ladies, I think you guys uh, know uh, her hostility. I think men can relate to it, but there's something else about now we all have these different levels of, of of anger and how we act. You know, men have a certain anger level, and women do too. And there's just something about uh, about something you just don't mess with a cat when it's been backed up into the corner and it's being ferocious, it's being vicious because you're gonna get scratched up, you're gonna get hurt pretty bad. I don't care. I watch my dog, and I, I use this as an analogy. My dog Shay uh, cornered a cat, and I heard my dog Shay uh, crying and running away because that cat his nose and it, it was now red. It was Rudolph, uh, that um, fictitious cartoon character Rudolph now, um, because that cat left him bleeding pretty bad. Listen, I had gone through a, a pregnancy at a ripened age. According now, according to USA Today, I had an article from September 9th, um, uh, 2019, 
uh, there was a 74 year old woman who gave birth to uh, two girls, twin girls. Now, her giving birth at 75, 75 uh, left her, it was a, a, a cesarean section of birth. It left her uh, uh, spent, you know, it was a strenuous birth. And so um, now she, she was intense there, you know, because it was a stressful event of her giving birth. Now, nothing is said about her husband uh, that, or if she was married on anything, you know, we don't know, but this is the, the report that USA Today uh, made for that day and time about her pregnancy. And so, you know, again, nothing is said about her husband, but, and this is me, this is my comment about it, is that he might also been have, he might've had to recover too after finding out she was pregnant uh, if she was married, you know, to a, to a someone that's her age, he had to recover too, or or he was sitting around celebrating someplace. Now that's that's something for you to think about uh, later. But Sarah was very adamant about her mindset and about Ishmael that he should not be sharing any part of the inheritance, at least nothing equal to Isaac. And he would have had some type of inheritance, being the son of of um abraham but she was like no he's getting uh all of this you know but little did she know that she couldn't stop god she was not going to be able to stop god for um for what he had said now you need to know this for yourself that you won't stop god and you have to tell your enemy that you have the negativity you have to tell anything that is an obstacle that will try to come against what God has promised you that you won't stop God. You, you, you have to, you even have to tell your own self because sometimes we have to tell ourselves, our, our physical man, you know, is fighting the, the Bible said that the flesh wars against the spirit. And so we have to speak to ourselves and say, Hey, no, you're not going to stop God. Your spirit man need to speak up against the flesh. Do it. Paul said, I crucify in other words, it's a battle that's going on and I have to bring this flesh into subjection. And so one of the things that when we bring our flesh into subjection, we are telling our flesh that you won't stop God. I'm not allowing that to happen. God has for me is for me. It's going to come to pass and I'm going to position myself. And if I'm not in the right position, then I'm going to reposition myself so that I am in the right position. Now, the 11th verse says, and the thing was very grievous in Abraham because of his son. He was very grievous, his son, Isaac, who's now 14 years old. He's very grieved at this situation. Um, you know, it had been 14 years and, and Sarah said unto Abraham or to Abram, behold, now the Lord uh, have restrained me from bearing. And remember, we mentioned this earlier. And I pray thee go to my maid and it may be that I may obtain a child by her. So she was using Hagar as a surrogate parent or a surrogate, yeah, to bear a child. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And so uh, Abram and Sarah's child has yet to be manifested. But in the meantime, Ishmael is the son of Abraham. Uh, he's the son that Abraham always wanted. He always wanted a boy. Lord, you have not. Lord, you haven't given me a seed. You haven't given me uh, no one to 
to share my my fortune with. And so he reminded God of this. And the Lord told him that I'm going to, and but what I'm going to do is going to be between you and Sarah, not between you and anyone else. Now, even though God told him that Sarah would have a son, uh, there was a natural, a mental, and emotional, there's spiritual bond that has occurred with Abraham and Ishmael. The 12th verse says, and God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. So the Lord is comforting him as he has done. Uh, even in the 16th chapter, the Lord is comforting uh, them the birth of Ishmael. And so he tells them, don't let it be grievous in your sight because of the lad and because of thy bond woman. And all that Sarah has said, and listen to what she said. <laughs> For an Isaac shall thy seed be called. I'm going to use Isaac. So God is very specific. Now, God does. Uh, there are some times where you might receive a prophetic word and it is a blank. It, it speaks over a blanket of things. But there are most of the time when you're God, he is very specific in what he is saying. Specific. And he'll let you know exactly what it is. Now, we was on our our. Uh, in one of our pastoral meetings and we was having prayer and at the end of the prayer uh, I felt pressed in my spirit uh, to ask the one of the pastors uh, did they have a special request up before the Lord and I wasn't going to ask but I felt pressed in my spirit to ask and, and it was about the third time and I asked them and they said yes I do and I said okay well, we're going to pray about it right now and they asked me if I needed to know what it was, I told them no, because I didn't feel led to know what it was. I was led to, to let them know that I was told to ask. And in my asking, now they know that God has that a spotlight over that particular prayer request, so to speak. And so to look for that to, to manifest itself. And when it does, you can testify about it. But and I don't need to know the details. God is very specific in what he says. Now, my obedience was required to ask the question and to offer a prayer for that unspoken request. Because at that point, it became unspoken without the details. Listen. And God said to Abraham, let it not be grievous in our sight because of the lad and because of the bondwoman. And all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now, if you recall a, a week ago, I said, keep the peace. Uh, on Bible class, keep the peace, uh, paying the promise. So you can't walk around arguing and, and carrying on and creating a hostile environment, you know, and expect to obtain the promise. The Lord told Abraham, uh, chill. Uh, don't, don't, don't be grievous. I need you to stay calm and keep the peace. Sarah's actions was, well, uh, indescribably something a woman would describe with, I think, a little more passion um, as only a woman could do. And she would have, um, have shown um, or she found out she was not going to stop the blessing. Uh, because God said, 
that it would not stop. She wasn't aware of this. And, and her mindset, her mind was not thinking about God. Her mind was dealing with the, my child, my child. And we know how we are about our children. Uh, parents know how they are about their children. You could be friends with someone and they mess with your child and it's game over. You know, it may take a while to recover from that, you know, and it may be that you're correct. You, but sometimes I've seen people correct the child, tell another person's child to stop what they were doing and told them that they were, you know, stop what they did was wrong. And the parent did not like it. And the person that told them was a respectable, honorable individual, but because child, because it was their they didn't want to hear it. Listen, so we've got to hold on to what God has spoken over what God has spoken over your life. You have to hold on when the enemy would have, could have tried to, you have to say not so. You have to say not so and don't give the devil a place. The Bible tells us don't give the devil a place. And he's walking around looking for a place. The Bible says, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, lions don't, lions sneak through bushes. They, they sit patiently waiting for long periods of time to pounce on uh, the prey. And so you, you have to be careful. There, the predator is looking for an opportunity. So negative thoughts, not so you have to speak to that negativity and, and feelings of anxiety and say, no, not today is not going to happen. And when you feel in that way, you have to find something else to do. Uh, many times you, you could be at home and start to feel a certain way. Uh, that may be an indication that you need to get up and do something different so that over that feeling you can overcome it now. Understand this, a testimony is to tell the story of what, how, who, and and it has a short ending. I put that on there to say that it has a short ending because people want to give you all the, the granular details and you don't need the granular details, uh, not in that setting. Maybe in some other setting, one-on-one where you're having a discussion, but as far as a testimony, look, you, you need what happened, what happened, how did it and who was involved? God was involved because the Lord God Almighty brought us out, brought us out of this. And, and so uh, you're not going to be able to tell it all, not in this setting or, you know, unless you're on one on one. But that's what a testimony is. A testimony is a reminder that he can and will just like you can and will keep your word. And we want God to keep his word. I want to put the emphasis on the fact that we need to keep our word. Whatever we say we're going to do, we need to keep the word. We need to make sure that we live up to God's expectations. It's important. It's just as important. It's even more important that we give God something to testify about. Yes. Uh, yes. You, you give God a testimony as well. Uh-huh. The speaks about a woman that... And her, in this woman's uh, life and what she did for the Lord, uh, he said that every place that is told speak of this woman. Yes, that should ring a bell with someone. 
because she went out of her way. She went out of her comfort zone. She she went beyond against her. And she did something no one else was. I'm leaving that open because you need to get in the word of God and find it. The Lord testifies about people. Was that he testified about Abram. He said, for I know him. This is 18 chapter 9 verse. I know him that he will his children and his household after him. Now, there's a way that we that we do that. There's a way that we govern and show our children the right way to go. You know, I know and I've heard people. Uh, I'm, I'm ahead of this house. I'm not your friend. Well, you need to scratch that line because God is the creator of the universe and he called us his friend. If you're not a friend to your child, to your children, uh, someone else will become their friend. And you may not like the results at the end of the day of that friendship. So you need to be their friend as well, long before anyone else is their friend. Uh, don't tell a child, I'm your parent. I'm, listen, there's four things that, that a child is looking for, and they may not even know it until it's time for them to, time for them to use it. They're looking for, you're the leader. They know who you are. You're the parent. They know that. They're looking for someone to pattern themselves after. They're for a provider. You're supposed to be the provider. Um, and they're looking for a protector. They're looking for someone that's going to protect them. Overwhelmed. Uh, when, they, when they need help, they're going to say, dad. And I know mine will say dad in a minute. Even where they are right now in their age, when I hear them say, dad, I know that it's, it means something is very important and about to be said and for me to be very attentive to hear what it is. They're looking for those four things. Now, we look for that for, from God. So why shouldn't our child look for that from us? And so verse 9. 18 chapter 19 verse 4, I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring Abraham that which he has spoken unto him. Well, see, a blessing is tied to our action. You don't want a temporary blessing. Temporary blessings are fine. They're good, you know, but you want something that's going to be eternal and a testimony what God says about you is eternal. The Bible said those that fear the Lord, you find this in Malachi about the third chapter, uh, those that fear the Lord often spank one to another and a book of remembrance was written. The 13th verse says, and also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because of thy seed. So because, because, uh, you, because of this, Ishmael is going to become, now, what I'm going to do with Ishmael is not what I want to do with Isaac, but he is of your loin because he is of. I'm going to do something great with him. Now, God spoke to Hagar. The angel of the Lord said unto her, return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hand. And I know that was really hard. I just to eat that after Sarah had dealt harshly with her and then she got to go back and, and submit herself to her. An angel of the Lord said unto her, now this is the first instance where Hagar had left. I will multiply thy seed greatly that it shall be, that it shall not be numbered. 
uh, for the multitude. And that's Genesis, the 16th chapter. Now to Abraham, uh, Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, that is 90 years old, bear it? So we, are, we know that they're up in age. And Abraham said unto the Lord, um, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. In other words, give the promise that you're, that you're talking about, about Isaac, who here, he ain't even born. You know, we are, we're 90 and 100 years old, and you're talking about just, just give it to Ishmael. And so you see that there's, a, there's an emotional attachment there. Give it to Ishmael. And God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And for Ishmael, I've heard thee. I heard what you said about him. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begot. So there's great uh, 12 leaders are going to come out of him. And so God speak this as well about Ishmael. Now, Sarah's attitude and behavior did not stop God. Other people's attitude and behavior will not stop God, but yours will. So yours will you can alter the blessing that God has for you. You know, we're not going to walk around and say, well, uh, it, you won't stop God and not recognize the fact that we sabotage our own blessing sometime. And so we don't want to do that. You want to tell the enemy that you're not going to stop them and you don't get in the way of what God is doing either. Neither will your confidence or frailty stop me. And this is what Abraham had to understand that his confidence in his own ability and his frailty was not going to stop God. Our confidence becomes shaken sometime. So the mind began to look for other logical methods to, you know, like Sarah did go, go into Hagar and, you know, the, the, the snowball effect that this has had. That's what he began to do. He thought about his inabilities instead of God's ability. Let's keep the focus on God's ability. And it may feel like, oh man, I just can't do it. But listen, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I know personally, you can. When we talk about God's ability, it doesn't mean you're ignoring or ignore using good judgment. When we talk about God's ability. You're going to use good judgment. You're going to sense, you're going to uh, apply wisdom. You're going to apply wisdom to knowledge. And gentlemen, I'm saying this, and I'm going to continue to say this: a man cannot rise above his knowledge. No one can rise above their knowledge. So you you have to increase your knowledge. And, and I don't mean being a tell-it-all or know-it-all or anything like that. That means learn something, learn something skillful to help yourself um, and so that you're not using the same words or words that don't fit a sense that, that tells how much you're reading and, you know, listening and paying. So listen, understand what I'm saying. Good judgment, common sense, applied wisdom, knowledge and understanding. It's all part of the will of God. You know, I hear people say, you know, let's say math. Math was not my best subject. Well, maybe not then. However, uh, what about today? Well, today we have tutoring. We have guidance. We have online. You can 
meet somebody in person and have them help you with math. It's nothing to be ashamed of or any other subject that you're struggling with. The point is, is that instead of walking around talking about, I don't know what to do. Instead of walking around making that statement of what, what was difficult for you when you was 14 years old and now you're 44 years old, come on. You can take some more time and, and get a grasp on it. It may have been that you did understand it, but you were so busy or preoccupied mentally with something else. But you won't stop God. You won't stop God. Listen, I'm, I'm coming to an end here. I'm not finished, but I'm, I'm about to stop. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, took bread and a bottle of water, and he gave it to her. And, and, and Hagar and the child, they left, and the spent of bread was gone. And they're now in a stressful situation. What possibly could be going on in the mind of Hagar? Uh, did she feel betrayed? Did she feel used? You know, what's going on? What about uh, the man, the only man that he knew, his father, just put them out? Wow. How would we can't even talk about how that would how that possibly made them feel? I don't even want to say place yourself in those shoes because some of us have been there. Some of us grew up with, in a home with no dad, or we grew up in a home with no mom. You know, so we know how we. But to have someone there and then say you gotta go here, some bread and water, and send send him away. How did that make that young man feel? Hmm. But you won't, and it did not stop God's plan. Nope, it did not stop it. No matter what comes your way, obedient, faithful, keeping God's word, dealing with the situation, not sinning. Listen, now let me drop this in your spirit. Abraham. And Sarah took a permissive detour. Yes, they took a permissive detour, meaning it was not sinful, but not it was not God's divine will. But God took that permissive situation and it became divine. It became divine. Okay. You, you chew on that for a little while. If you have a question regarding that, please visit us at connectingtruth.org and, and drop me a question. I'll come back online and answer it. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I'm going to stop there. God bless you. And I, please remember on, on Wednesdays um, to the end of the month from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., we are fasting, asking God for wisdom and knowledge. Uh, just a moment here. God bless you. Now I see several calls that have tried to come and I actually tried to hear the call as well. How's it going, my brother? God bless you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing quite well. I love what you're saying tonight. Amen. That's what I needed for the soul. I tell you.
That was, that was that was really good what you're saying. And, you know, I, I would like to say one thing, you know, before you close. Yeah, or actually, two things, because I think people need to hear these two things. First things first, you know, I know many people have things that happen in their life and that they're, that they're you know, in a rut, they're in a standstill. But just remember, you know, on the path that God puts us on, you know, there's always going to be mountains or in the way in life, you know. God never said it was going to be easy on this path, but he did say at the end of this path, there was going to be peace. There was going to be love, joy, happiness. There's going to be your reward at the end. But just remember, you know, just because there's a mountain in your way doesn't mean you sit there and cry. You can go to the left of that mountain. You can go to the right of that mountain. You can go underneath that mountain and pop up on the other side. You can climb that mountain and go down it to the other side. And by God, you can go through that mountain. There's always a way past the, past that problem that's put in front of you and remember these mountains these are the tests from the lord don't fail your test rise above and pass that test because you know guess who's with you trying to figure out how to get past this mountain that's the devil the devil's tempting you he's whispering you and trying to make you fail make you give up don't listen to the devil because the devil is full of lies and deceits that's and right. another thing i wanted to say is that you know we people as humans you know we are born we are we are called to do the lord's work you know it's those who turn uh, a deaf ear to the lord or a deaf heart to the lord the ones who don't listen and, and they fail because they're not listening they're giving up just because they're giving up doesn't mean you know we should forget about them you know sometimes the lord puts us in their life to open up their eyes, open up their heart back to the Lord. You know, and the Lord says he welcomes all his children, yeah. all everybody, not just some people, everybody. And we are called to minister out to these people. We are called to share the love of the Lord out. And, you know, it's like the Lord, you know, like the Lord says, you know, what like he told his disciples, you know, the people, there's going to be people who don't want to listen, you know, don't wish them ill or anything, wish them well. Shake the dust off your sandals and be on your way. It's another way of saying just turn the cheek the other way. Don't wish them ill. Don't wish them nothing bad. But just have pity on them. Feel sorry because they're the ones who you know are going to miss out on the greatest reward in this world that anybody can receive. And that is the Lord's eternal life that he promised us. The, the gift of eternal life. The gift of having that peace and being with our loved ones in paradise. Man, we appreciate you calling in and, and sharing that with us, you know, and, and certainly, as you said, you know, whatever, when someone may not seem like they're listening, that may have been the, the seed or it may have been the water that, that sprinkled on a seed that was planted some years ago, and you never know when it's going to spread. That's right. You're welcome. And everybody who's listening to this, you're welcome to, because I know the Lord always pushes me to go somewhere and talk to people when need be and don't be afraid you know to people when you see somebody in need you know the lord calls out to you to minister minister yes appreciate you calling in and certainly join us again on on oh, do. tuesday all right be blessed everyone. continue to Dude, pray God bless you be safe your prayers and you know pray for somebody and and um you know, share the broadcast with others.
so that they might be blessed and be faithful. Whatever your fellowship is, be faithful. Pull that man of God, uh, hold that pastor up in prayer because they need the prayers. Be blessed. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.